Encouraging Every Step. You're listening to Walk FM. My name is Kyle, and today I'm doing our Community Matters interview with David Michael. He's the Executive Director of Habitat for Humanity of the Tri-State. Used to be known as the Huntington Area Habitat for Humanity, and they had to change the name a couple of years ago because they actually expanded their coverage to now serve some families not just in West Virginia, but also in parts of eastern Kentucky and in parts of southeastern Ohio. Uh, David, for those who maybe they've heard of Habitat for Humanity, but they don't know how this all really works, can you give us a little bit of background on what you guys do and who you serve? Certainly. Habitat for Humanity, well, we, we were founded in 1990 as an affiliated organization of Habitat for Humanity International with the initial mission of eliminating substandard housing and homelessness, not only in our community, but worldwide, because Habitat for Humanity International works in, in not only just the United States, but also in 70 countries around the world. So we use um, a lot of different things to accomplish that mission of elimination of substandard housing and homelessness in our community. Uh, volunteer labor, uh, discounted and, and donated building materials. Um, we partner with some of our local vocational schools in with the trades classes, electrical, plumbing, uh, heating and air, carpentry, primarily um, to help us uh, get, helps the students get out of the classroom and apply what they've learned in the classroom on site. Um, And then the the population that we um, serve is, uh, if you want to get into the the technical definition of it, it's 30 to 60 percent of the area median household income is what someone's household income has to fall within. So translating that to today's dollars and cents, we follow HUD's, uh, U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development's um, income guidelines. And for a family of four, uh, minimum is $26,500, maximum is $37,200 of annual household income. So we, we provide homeownership opportunities. Uh, for folks that fall within those income guidelines and have a need for better housing and then are willing to partner with us on the, what we call sweat equity, and that's the part where the homeowners, future homeowners, work on not only their own house but the houses of others. Uh, they can volunteer in our Habitat Restore. Um, they could accompany us to a fundraising event, and they would get sweat equity credit for that. And then we have a required set of homeowner education classes that every future homeowner has to uh, participate in and complete before they can uh, reclose on their house and, and they would move in. Okay. So they have classes that you have to take if you go through the program? Yes, sir, they do. Um, those range. Uh, we have, we're fortunate here with our Habitat affiliate. We have a, a, a licensed mortgage loan originator and HUD certified homebuyer counselor on staff. And she conducts those classes, our homeowner education classes, and they cover everything from finances and budgeting to, um, you know, just what it means to be a good homeowner. Um, our construction supervisor partner with her, partners with her on those classes to do a maintenance, a home maintenance class. Um, you know, there's the legal side of homeownership. Uh, most, 95% or better of our home buyers are first-time home buyers, so they've never had to, to go buy um, or go investigate what it means to find uh, homeowners insurance. So we we help them with that and, and um, you know kind of assist in that process. 
Uh, so there's a lot that goes into those, and they get sweat equity credit for, for, for completing those classes as well. And they are mandatory. Uh, like I said earlier, they have to complete those homeowner education classes or we don't close on the sale of their house to them. I see. So honestly, these classes, they sound like they are really good for the homeowner and <laughs> something that maybe even people who already own homes might be interested in some of these things. Now, uh, let me shift gears just a little bit. I wanted to ask you, uh, has the pandemic really played uh, a big impact on you guys, or, or is that something that's really been easily mitigated for you guys? I don't know. It's been an interesting battle to go through for the last two years. Um, shortly after the pandemic hit and the world shut down in March of 2020, uh, Habitat for Humanity International issued some best practices and I won't call it mandates, but sort of a mandate that said that that outside of our 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 future homeowners working on sweat equity hours and our regular construction volunteer crew, that we cease hosting any volunteers outside of those two groups um, in the assistance of house building. The the other part of that 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 affected our well, two other big uh, issues that factored into our, our house building was a lot of the funding that we had accessed prior to the pandemic had shifted their focus from affordable housing to anything but affordable housing, but everything that was related to pandemic relief, if you want to call it that, whether it was food insecurity, um, you know, medical care, whatever it may be. And I'm not saying that those aren't valid things to shift funding to, it just took it away from the affordable housing side of the equation and made it even harder for us on the, on the fundraising side. Um, the, the other thing that affected us in our house production is, uh, is the cost to build has increased 46% over, during the course of time throughout the pandemic. Wow, uh, that's, a, uh, that's a giant leap in the cost of construction. Well, it, it is, and just as a for instance, pre-pandemic, our cost to build a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath, Energy Star certified house um, was about $67,000 post or dur- you know, during the pandemic and to where we're at right now, that cost has increased to about $86,000 per house for the exact same house. Hmm. Is, is that mostly just through lumber cost or is it everything? everything across the board because once once other vendors saw that well the folks that, that buy and sell lumber can get instead of three dollars for a stud um you know it's eight or nine dollars for a stud everybody else raised their prices as well hmm. and so that that really has has impacted our our ability to, to provide homeownership opportunities but um we're working our still working our ways through that and thankfully we've been able to to do some other things along the way we in, in addition to our new house construction part of our ministry we we have um, we've, we've done some home repairs and most of those home repairs have been for veteran owned properties uh, we had some funding last year that came through Habitat Humanity International's veteran build department that was a grant through the Home Depot Foundation and we had thirty thousand dollars that we spent on five veteran home repair projects uh, from June through August of last year, 
and then we will receive funding again this year for the, for doing similar projects. And all five of those were roof work projects, uh, roof replacements. We've also done some handicapped accessibility projects, so construction of ramps and those kinds of things for folks to be able to get in and out of their houses easier. Um, and then we just finished, um, you know, we didn't stop building new houses. It just our, it just got harder. And But we just dedicated... Um, yes, uh, not yesterday, sorry, on Monday, on President's Day, we dedicated two brand new house construction projects for the first time in just a little over two years. Our, our previous new house that we dedicated um, was December 17, 2019. Wow, I know that's a long gap for you guys to not have been able to dedicate a new home, so I'm glad that you were able to you know, finally make that happen again here recently. That's great. That's good news. So do you think that maybe we're beginning to come out of this for you guys or getting back to uh, the way things used to be, or, or is it a new normal that we're getting ready to live into, or how do you think that's going for you guys? Well, I think, you know, we all face a new reality now, and in, in even though we're hopefully are, are coming to the end or rounding the corner on, on the worst parts of our pandemic that we're facing, um, our side of the reality is we have gotten to be more creative in what we do as far as seeking additional partnerships for future projects, um, going some non-traditional routes to explore opportunities that we've not explored before uh, through some different grant opportunities and that kind of thing. We still build um, Energy Star certified houses so they're, you know, the, not only is the, the homeowner getting an affordable house on the monthly payment side of it, their their utility bills are, are drastically lowered too because of the just the way we build our houses. Um, the other part that's come back, albeit slowly, but it is coming back, is the volunteer being able to host outside volunteers. Uh, we started June of last year, June of 2021, being able to host small groups again. So four groups of four or five what we call casual volunteers, um, in addition to our regular construction volunteer crew or my paid construction staff. And so that's helped as well. Um, it's, it's just kind of reactivating everything and getting us back up to where we had been house production-wise has been a struggle, and, and we're still dealing with that and figuring out ways to get us back to where we're actually building more houses now or in the future than we had been pre-pandemic. Good. Well, I'm glad things are starting to look up, and I'm glad you're starting to be able to have some volunteers again. Are there other ways that people can support you if they can't volunteer yet? Well, you know, one of the one of the things that uh, I, I get asked that question a lot, and and the the thing that right now that has hindered our house production more than anything else is the lack of funding. So. Um, and that's compounded even more because of our the increased cost to build than you know pre-pandemic versus where we are now. Um, it, 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 it sounds I don't know. It, it kind of sounds weird, but if we had more money, we could build more houses. But it, but that's exactly right. Um, you know we we are are working in um, a two-house build in the city of Ashland. We had a piece of property that was donated to us. Um, by family, and the the piece of property is large enough to build two houses on. 
So our goal is to raise the funding to build both of those houses simultaneously. Um, in round numbers, it'll cost us about $186,000 to build those two houses. Um, we have $31,000 in place, and we really want to make a, a big impact whenever it comes to starting work in, our, if you want to call it, the new counties in our service area, um, Boyd County being one of those counties. Um, and, and we're really excited about the opportunity to work there and, and provide a homeownership home opportunities for two new families in that community. Um, so, we're, so we're looking at, because we're a, a Christian organization, we are, are having some discussions with the churches um, in the Ashland Area Ministerial Association about possibly helping sponsor um, one of the two houses. And then the other opportunity that we and we've done this before in the, the Cabell County, Huntington area, uh, we've done what we've called a bankers and brokers build, and credit unions have partnered in with that as well. And so we're in the infancy stages of, of talking with some of the financial institutions in the Ashland, Boyd County community about partnering with us and providing the house sponsorship monies for the second house um, at, the, at the location where we have an Ashland. Well, that's exciting. I want to wish you all the best as you're trying to raise that money and organize how that's going to happen. I'm excited to see you guys starting to expand and to serve more people. I want to say thank you to David Michael, a, the Executive Director at Habitat for Humanity of the Tri-State, for being our special guest on our Community Matters interview today. If you missed any portion of this interview and you'd like to hear the whole thing, you can find it online at walkfm.org. And of course, if you are part of a church or an organization that's doing something to bless our community, I'd love to talk to you as well. Send me a message at communitymatters at walkfm.org. And who knows, maybe next week I'll be talking to you on our Community Matters interview. For now, my name is Kyle. You're listening to Walk FM, and I hope you're having a wonderful day.